Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel, we hear the classic story of Jesus appointing 72 disciples and then sending them out to towns and villages that he prepares to visit. Now, this is a great portrait of our church. This is exactly what our church has done for over 2,000 years and continues even in this day and age. We are to go out into the world and like these 72 disciples, we are to make sure that people come to know who God is. The best way? By what we do and what we say, how we conduct ourselves. Now notice how the story begins. It says, At that time the Lord appointed 72 others to whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. And so the first thing that we can take from this, our church is a missionary church. Back then it was, and even 2,000 years later to this very day, Our church is a missionary church. That's why in our day and age, we have orders, religious orders that go out into the world and evangelize. Well, we too do it ourselves. Every time we gather for Mass on a weekend, either on a Saturday or a Sunday, at the very end of the Mass, the priest says to you all, he says, go now to love and serve the Lord. Well, that's exactly the instructions that Jesus is giving the 72 people. Well, we have to be or carry on the same instruction ourselves. We go out into the world like the 72 and we evangelize. The best way how? By how we behave, how we conduct ourselves, the decisions that we make. You know, I often give you that story of St. Francis. St. Francis of Assisi always told his monks, preach the word of God every day of your life, and if necessary, use words. Well, actions speak louder than words, don't they? Well, just how we behave, how we conduct ourselves, how we live our lives is the best way to evangelize people. And yet, it didn't start with these 72. If you go back into the Old Testament, you see God using the prophets, using the prophets to go out and evangelize. I'll give you some examples. Moses, he is sent you know, to free the Israelites living as slaves in Egypt. Jeremiah, he is sent by God to preach to the Israelites reform. How about Isaiah? Isaiah is sent by God to preach a message of hope and liberation as the Israelites are living as slaves to the Babylonians. How about John the Baptist? John the Baptist is there and he is sent to prepare the people to receive Jesus Christ into their heart, their mind, and their soul. Well, the same thing holds true with these 72. They are sent ahead of Jesus into towns and villages that he is preparing to visit so that the people are prepared to receive not just Jesus, but his message, his teaching, his miracles, so they can come to believe in him. Well, so too with us. You know, in our day and age, 2,000 years later, we are sent also. We are sent to go out into our world, 
could say into our own corner of the world, whether it's our workplace, our neighborhoods, you know, to preach the Word of God by simply how we live our lives. That is the best way for us to bring Christ to the rest of the world. Now, the next, it continues on in the story. It said, Jesus sent them in pairs. Now, why is that? It would make more sense to send them out one by one. They could cover more ground. But he sends them out two by two. Well, why is that? Well, because he sends them out as a community. We have to realize our church is a community from the very beginning. It started with Jesus recruiting the apostles. That was the very beginning of our church. And it was a community. Jesus and the apostles. And then it branched out to become the church, the universal church that we know today. And so we are a community. You know, each and every one of our parishes is a faith community. That's why every time we gather for Mass, especially on the weekends, we don't come to Mass as individuals. You know, we don't walk into the door of our churches as individuals and saying, this is my Mass. No, this is our Mass. These are our sacraments. This is our church. Our church is a community of believers. And so he sends them out just like that. More to it, he sends them out two by two. Why? Because they are susceptible if they are individuals. You know, as individuals, they're going to be challenged. They're going to face hard times. Well, they're going to be susceptible, you know, to be discouraged, frustrated, and then giving up. Well, as pairs, you know, if they are experiencing challenges, then they are able to rely upon one another for support, even for motivation, encouragement. So too with us. When we feel down or discouraged or frustrated in our faith, we go to our parish, we go to our faith community as a source of support, motivation, encouragement. And so this is exactly what Jesus is doing. He knows that our faith is based upon community and we draw strength from that community. Now notice what Jesus says next to the disciples. He says, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for this harvest. Well, essentially, he's telling them to pray. Even though they are to preach the word of God and to tell the people about Jesus and who he is, they are to continually pray in their mission and what they do. You know, we are people of prayer ourselves. You know, as Catholics, we pray every day, maybe even several times a day. You know, prayer is indispensable in the spiritual life. There's no way that we can have a right relationship with God without prayer. So prayer is something that is vital to us in the spiritual life. You know, there's that great story about Billy Graham. Billy Graham, when he was preaching his crusades, what he would do is he would send out teams of people you know, to cities and towns months before he was going to preach his crusade there. And what they would do is they would go to that specific city with one purpose and one goal. They would pray. They would pray every day for the success of that crusade. And then after several months, when Billy Graham finally came to that specific city, he preached his crusade. And he always credited the success of that crusade to the prayer of those individuals, to that team. Well, prayer is something that is very, very important to us. It's vital to the work of our church. We must always be people of prayer, 
recognizing how important it is. That's why at Mass, after we profess the Nicene Creed, we have our petitions. And so we pray. We pray for individuals or people around the world that maybe are struggling, maybe have fallen on hard times, maybe have experiencing challenges. We pray for them. You know, the whole Mass itself is a prayer. We as Catholics believe that our Mass is the highest form of prayer in our church. And so we must always be people of prayer. Now notice what Jesus says next. He says to them, Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Well, what does this mean? Well, he's stressing to trust in God's providence. They have to trust that God is going to provide for them in every way, shape, or form, whether it's meals, whether it's lodging, whatever it is. You know, if these 72 disciples were worried about, okay, when's my next meal going to come from? Or where are we going to sleep tonight? Well, they're no longer going to be focused on the mission. They're not going to have that single-minded devotion to the mission. They're going to be preoccupied with all these worries. So Jesus is telling them, you know, trust in God's providence. God will provide. You know, the same thing holds true with us. We have to trust in God's providence. We have to have that single-minded devotion each and every day of our life. You know, to live out our faith to the best of our abilities. Not worry about the details. You know, not worrying about how people perceive us. You know, if we go to a restaurant, you know, we should pray before the meal. And not worry about, you know, are people looking at us? How do people perceive us? You know, I think I've given you that story the legend of the Irish monks in the 5th, 6th, and 7th century. They went out to evangelize themselves. And you know what they did? What they did is five or six monks would get into a boat at a time, and the boat would have no rudder, no oars, no sail. And they would cast off out into the ocean, and they would essentially just drift for days or maybe even weeks. And when they landed, wherever they landed, They trusted in God's providence. This was where God wanted them to be. This is where God wanted them to establish their monastery and begin to evangelize the people. Well, that is a great example of trust. Trust in God's providence. God will always provide for us and have that single-minded devotion to living out our faith. Now, at the very end of the story, it says the 72 return. And they return rejoicing. It says, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Well, they rejoice. They are successful. Why? Because they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. Essentially, they accepted the mission. They supported each other. They encouraged and motivated each other. They were people of prayer. Prayer was central to them. And they surrendered. They surrendered to God's providence, and therefore they were successful. You know, we have to do the same thing ourselves in order for us to be successful in our faith by living it out. You know, one of the problems that we have right now in our church is so many people are cafeteria-style Catholics. They want to accept certain teachings of our, of our faith and not accept other teachings. They want to believe in some things but not believe in other things. Well, what we have to do is be like these 72. We have to accept the mission completely. You know, not be cafeteria-style Catholics. 
We can't say, well, you know, I agree with certain things about our church, but I don't agree with other things. And therefore, I'm not going to follow or practice those things. We can't do that. No. If we accept the mission of living out our faith, if we accept the mission of being authentic Catholics, authentic disciples of Christ, then we have to accept all the teachings of our church. We have to accept it all. We can't be cafeteria-style Catholics and reject some and accept others. No. We accept the mission. And we support each other. We be a source of motivation, encouragement for other people. And we turn to the church when we need motivation and encouragement. We are people of prayer. We pray every day, several times a day, for ourselves and for one another. And finally, we surrender to God's providence. We trust that God will provide, even in the midst of our challenges. And guess what? We're going to be successful ourselves. We're going to be successful in living out our faith. One last thing to think about is that prayer of St. Teresa of Lisieux, one of my favorite saints. The prayer is on a card on my desk in my office. And St. Teresa writes, All the good that you will do is not because of yourself, but because you have surrendered yourself to be used as an instrument of God's grace in this world. Well, that is so true. That is true about these 72 in the gospel that we just heard this weekend, and that is so true of us. 2,000 years later, we do good things. Why? Because we accept the mission, because we support each other, because we are people of prayer, and we trust in God's providence. And in doing so, we will do good things in this world. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.